Welcome to the Gut Podcast on the paper. Six alpha-hydroxylated bile acids mediate TGR5 signaling to improve glucose metabolism upon dietary fibre supplementation in mice. Published in paper copy in Gut in February 2023. My name is Dr. Philip Smith, Digital and Education Editor of Gut and Honorary Consultant Gastroenterologist at the Royal Liverpool Hospital Liverpool United Kingdom and I extend a very warm welcome to Professor Frederick Brackhead from the Waldenberg Laboratory, Department of Molecular and Clinical Medicine in the University of Gothenburg, Gothenburg, Sweden. Professor Brackhead is the senior author on this superb paper. Professor, thank you so much for joining me to do this podcast today and congratulations on this excellent paper. Firstly, could I ask you to explain the background to your study and why researching this area is important? Thank you, Dr. Smith. Uh, our group has been very interested in understanding how the gut microbiota, the, the combined uh, ecosystem of microorganisms in the gut, interacts with uh, the food we eat and, and our health, and particularly our cardiometabolic health. And uh, it's become evident uh, over the past decades that dietary fibers can have profound effects on the microbiome and particularly in generation of bioactive molecules such as short-chain fatty acids. But recently, we and others have also found that the, the interaction between the microbiota and diet can also affect other components of uh, our metabolome or production of different metabolite, bioactive metabolites. So we wanted to, to explore this further, and in particularly also uh, how it could affect bile acids, which we know are not only emulsifiers, but also can be important signaling molecules, uh, signaling through uh, both nuclear receptors such as FXR, as well as uh, G-coupled receptors such as TGR5. So the aim of this study, or to sort of put that in, in, in composite, it would be to, to really explore if the interaction between dietary fibers and the microbiome could affect uh, generation of bile acids and how that in turn can affect cardiometabolic health. Thank you, Professor. That's, uh, that's really clear. And I think bile acids are, are very important and very interesting studying at the moment. So what are the new findings your study has found. So the fiber of choice that we have been studying mostly in our group has been the oligofructosaccharides. And we have been uh, seeing how it can affect everything from mucus uh, growth until metabolic parameters. But what was sort of half by accident and half, half purposely, we found that the the microbiota in interaction with the, with the oligofructosaccharides not only shift the composition of the microbiota and production of short-chain fatty acids, but also particularly increase the abundance and, and concentra circulating concentrations of 6-alpha-hydroxylated bile acids. And meanwhile, we did this study. There was a, a study from a colleague, uh, Vejia, Jia, who published a paper coming to the same conclusions as, as we were get, heading at, that six alpha-hydroxylated bile acids could improve metabolic health. So what we added on top of that study was that we saw that 
the, that the combination between dietary fiber and microbiota will increase the, the levels of, of this particularly uh, group of, of bile acids. And then we could confirm uh, Veja's findings that the 6-alpha-hydroxylated bile acids could activate TGR5. And it's been known since uh, actually a decade ago or so that TGR5 on endocrine cells will increase the secretion of uh, endocrine hormone called GLP-1, glucagon-like protein peptide 1. And GLP-1 is really becoming the golden bullet in cardiometabolic health. So there's a lot of GLP-1 analogs that now has been proven to really improve uh, glucose control, but also reduce obesity. So we were excited about finding that the oligofructosaccharides shifted the microbiome, increased the levels of 6-alpha-hydroxylated bile acids, and then that led to an increase in, in GLP-1 secretion. But being a translational research lab, we wanted to delve into the mechanisms in this paper. And we could show by using uh, genetically ablated mice uh, lacking TGR5 that the metabolic benefits of uh, oligofructosaccharides surprisingly required intact bile acid signaling. Furthermore, by using inhibitors for GLP-1 receptors, we could show that also the metabolic benefits were mediated by GLP-1. So I think it's an interesting paper in a set that we have both expanded on known literature uh, and then gone further and show mechanistically that dietary fibers not only have metabolic benefits through uh, short chain fatty acids such as butyrate and also ferulic acid, but also by uh, modulating the bile acid pool in favor of the six alpha hydroxylated bile acids. That's really, really interesting, Professor. And these are uh, fantastic uh, findings that your study has found. So, how, how might it impact on clinical practice do you see in the foreseeable future? This is always a hard and challenging question. You would like to, things to be translated faster, but I think that the more immediate uh, benefits uh, would be, and I mean, this is not, not a surprise, but it would be to increase the fiber intake in, in patients with uh, cardiometabolic diseases, especially type 2 diabetes or even maybe prediabetes. But I think also potentially matching the fiber with a given gut microbiota or developing a symbiotic. So you get the bacteria that with the capacity to produce this 6-alpha-hydroxylated bile acids if the patient does not have them uh, before. So I think those are the, 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 the short-term potential benefits. And then, of course, it would be very interesting to see whether one could develop HDCA, uh, which is one of these 6-alpha-dehydroxylated bile acids, to, to uh, improve metabolic diseases overall. But I, that, that's, not a, a, that's, that's a longer-term aim. Thank you again, Professor. So in a similar way, how might this study impact on research priorities in the foreseeable future? Yeah, I think this is is a really uh, interesting. So, of course, it overlaps with your pre, uh, previous question as well. But identifying the bacteria with the capacity of producing six alpha hydroxylated uh, bile acids is really a, a, a main thing uh, to learn more about the bacteria and under which conditions do they produce uh, this six alpha hydroxylated bile acids. Um, so that's one thing. 
but also to see whether we can further increase this production by modulating the fiber composition. Mind you, we only have one sort of fiber here, the oligofructosaccharides. And I, I think that the, there could be other uh, fibers that may have even more uh, beneficial profiles. And we don't know that yet. And thirdly, from a more basic science approach, I, I would, me personally, would like to know where does the GLP-1 signaling kick in? So we know that that the microbiota is leading to an increase in L cells in the in the colon, an increase of circulating GLP-1, likely from from the colon and in the gut. But where are the GLP-1 receptors? Are they only on the on the pancreas here, leading to insulin secretion, or are there also GLP-1 receptors at subcutaneous fat, for example, or in the brain, leading to rerouting the metabolism in the mice in this case. And of course, then trying to extrapolate this into humans, it would be a, a further step. I think they're all really exciting and, uh, and interesting research areas in the, in the future, Professor. So thank you very much for, for joining me to do this podcast today. Um, congratulations to you and to your team on this paper being published in GUT once again. To our listeners, uh, thank you uh, for listening to this podcast. Um, do click on the paper. There's a link to it at the bottom of the podcast. And of course, please do join us in the future for further GUT podcasts. Many thanks for, for joining us once again. Mm-hmm.